Welcome to our first edition of the Lead Up Katie Cast. Really excited to start this new podcast with some of my friends here. I'm Chris Bailey. I'm an assistant principal here in KDISD at Morton Ranch Junior High. Got some other uh, friends here with me. We'll introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about ourselves. Jake LeBlanc. I am the principal at KD Junior High, and I'm delighted to be here myself uh, again with Chris and our other brother here. Let him introduce himself. Thank you, Brother LeBlanc and Brother Bailey. This is Mark McCord. I'm the uh, principal of Stock Dick Junior High here in KDISD. Uh, really excited about uh, having these conversations and uh, being reflective about our practice and, and hopefully uh, paying it forward and uh, having, having you guys uh, enjoy this time with us as we learn and reflect together. Yeah, awesome stuff. So we're kind of uh, we're new to this podcast thing, so, so uh, bear with us as we, we kind of wade through this water and but really what we're trying to do is just try to offer some, some experience from each other, some collective experience to, to help uh, everyone in whatever their spaces are uh, in the educational world, world to, to grow a little bit better. That's what Lead Up Katie is all about, Lead Up uh, to, from where you are to that next level. So uh, that's kind of what the, uh, what the goal is here. So um, let's see. So let's start a little bit about um, what's going on here in Katie. So last week we had... Um, our administrative conference uh, has some incredible people in the in the ed department um, that uh, that put on an amazing conference, brought in some great people, and and really um, uh, helped get us going in terms of getting fired up about teaching kids. So, going to talk a little bit about our takeaways from from that leadership conference. Mark, what 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 do you take away from the conference that you're excited about? One of the uh, one of the really powerful bits of learning that I took away was from. Uh, from Steve Barkley, and he really focused on uh, moving toward attention to production behaviors, this idea that uh, we really need to spend more time identifying what those production behaviors are that our students have that result in their achievement. Uh, he gave a great, a really powerful analogy, I thought. You know, if you've got uh, tennis players that are doing well early in the match and at the end yeah. they just kind of run out of juice, they run out of steam, uh, and they're, they're not performing, you don't go and have them watch a video. Uh, you don't go and have them watch the coach play tennis. Uh, obviously, you focus on what's important, which is building their stamina. So I, I like that analogy and how it plays out uh, maybe in the classroom in terms of what do we do uh, whenever, whenever we have struggling students and they're trying to achieve a specific goal, uh, really how we, we allow them to practice. We don't uh, show them how so much as adults. We make sure that they are engaged and they're empowered to move forward with their own learning. So that ownership piece sure it's targeted on what we want it to be. That's awesome. So I, I know from uh, working with you and, you know, I, I know that uh, we have a, a really uh, active learning walk process where we're going in and observing teachers. How, how, what did that total get up to be last year of uh, uh, times that we were in so the classroom? A over a thousand times that we were in classrooms. So a thousand times that the, the, assist, that the, the administrative team would go in a classroom, support teachers. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I've really come to, to think about this uh, this summer is that as many times as we were in the classroom and the way the learning walk process was uh, was designed was really more to observe teachers and what was going on in the classroom but but in talking with Steve Barkley or, or at that at that time and then some other thoughts from this summer made me think we really need to be more focused on what students are doing in the classroom and that kind of leads me into my biggest takeaway from the uh conference that we had last week and, and it was basically 
when you go into a classroom, you know, there are two questions that you ask a student. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Mm. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, where the rubber meets the road. And I'm just baffled by the fact that y'all were able to do that. I mean, that is so awesome. We're, we're kind of in the infancy stages of the, the learning walks here, uh, but certainly appreciate that structure. And we know there's a lot to be learned from one another. And, uh, again, back to that point relative to, uh, you know, going shift, shifting the focus from watching teachers to focusing on kids. Yeah. Uh, kids get excited when, when we go into those classrooms. Uh, it's just a – it's just a – you're breaking down the, the walls and the barriers uh, of, you know, I'm the principal, I'm the administrator, I'm not here to pull somebody out of class, I'm not here to, you know – dog out the teacher or, or be very critical of the teacher. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and just having a conversation goes as far as anything else you can imagine doing. Uh, and you are holding those students accountable uh, for what they're learning. And, and some are going to be way more comfortable. And I, I did do my share of that. We didn't do, you know, I do at least a couple of hundred walkthroughs myself. That's my, sure. always my goal just to get in the mm -hmm. classrooms. Do I meet that goal every year? No. Uh, but it, it's a goal. And I have learned so much more uh, in these classrooms than, than, you know, books are great, conferences are fine, but that classroom is, is basically the lab where the real work is done. And if we want to know what that work is, go in there and ask those students about that work. That's it. And a lot of them are, you know, they're shy. They're they're going to be very reluctant initially to open up, but the more often you get in there, the way more comfortable they're going to get, and and then you're going to start having some serious conversations, and it's going to go beyond that classroom because they're going to you know see you in the hallway. And again, it's about relationships. Uh, everything we do is based upon building a relationship because, as we all know, if a student doesn't like you, they're not going to learn from you. Uh, so, and we're going to get to a question related to that. So y'all be thinking about that out there. Uh, but again, that was my biggest takeaway. That's awesome. That's awesome. So my takeaway from the conference was, um, uh, from our day of, of being with, um, with the, with the content, uh, with the content, content specific, um, areas. I can't. I can't think of what that the title is from those folks, yeah, the content coordinators. Yes, yeah. uh, from the district level, and and um, I was I was absolutely fascinated by the work that they are doing. Um, uh, you know, from behind the scenes, we don't we don't see that work. You know, uh, with how much goes into to really uh, kind of centralizing the the needs of kids and 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 um, and being innovative about how we teach kids and how they share that on with the instructional coach. A lot of times that information is obviously going to the instructional coach on our campuses. Um, but, and then we see the end product, but we don't always see how that begins. Right. right? right. Exactly. Um, and I thought that was great. And, and um, uh, for those of you who weren't with us at the conference, there was a, a half a day of uh, going 45, was it oh, 30 minute, yeah. uh, 30 minute right. blocks of time uh, through each content area um, and doing a mini lesson and, and, and really the, the, the purpose was what, what should teaching look like in a classroom for this content and for that content. And, um, I thought it was masterful how they, how they strung through with the same, um, same topic, um, you know, through, that, that through water, water, right. water, water conservation the, theory. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we certainly can do more of that on our campuses, but then, 
Um, also, it made me think, you know, just a half a day being in classes, boy, I was tired by the end. What, what do our kids feel <laughs> yeah, like every day right? after yeah. day? So um, uh, I really have a lot of respect for that group. And that, the, the interesting thing to me about that structure and that format, we, we've never done it that way. We've always gotten that information. Mm-hmm. But to sit there and have it modeled for you relative to what the expectations are when you're in a social studies classroom, science classroom, even the foreign language right. uh, was it's beautiful, phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we, it was this right. lady speaking French and her native language is Spanish slash English, but, you know, she threw her, you know, she put herself out there, yeah, Laura did was something. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she did a great job. And I don't know any French, mm-hmm. but in 30 minutes, I... You sure can say baguette, yeah, can't you? I sure, sure can. <laughs> sure can. I'll so, eat some of that stuff too. So, uh, yeah, and I agree with you. I think the beauty of what they did was that they was the modeling, you know, really going in. And uh, I think it's it was a, an expectation that they kind of set for us, you know, all of all of us as building leaders as we roll out our own staff development, do that professional learning. How critical it is that we have that symmetry. You know, it's really it's a frustration, I think, for a lot of teachers and for a lot of staff whenever we go to something that's very sit and get, but the expectation for our teachers to provide this instruction that's very engaging. Uh, and so I think it's really important to provide symmetry in our, our teaching techniques and make sure that we're always modeling best practice. Yeah. Uh, and then we spend a little time reflecting on the best practice, not just the content, you know, it's not just about the social studies, but also the pedagogy behind it. Uh, and that symmetry is really critical. And, and that's what uh, teachers, you know, and we as educators, we respect that whenever those folks that are delivering uh, the, those lessons, that content, do it in a, in a high quality fashion. Yeah. yeah. So that's a celebration to our curriculum instruction department. They did a fine job. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Phenomenal stuff. Very much enjoyed it. All right, so our, our next one that we're looking at is uh, is our top tips for uh, teachers kicking off the school year. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that, Brother LeBlanc. All right, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if you're a brand-new teacher to the profession, if you're a veteran teacher just new to our district, new to our campus. What I would suggest you prepare for is to be a leader because regardless of how – like I said, the experience isn't isn't going to matter when the kids get there on day one. Uh, and if you're not the leader of that classroom, heaven help you. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a long year. It's, it's, it's gonna be, gonna a, be long a, a long year. And if you've never seen yourself as a leader, take a look in the mirror, fix yourself up, do whatever you need to do <laughs> to convince yourself that you're a leader because. When the door closes or when the bell rings, I don't suggest necessarily closing the door, but uh, when that bell rings and, and, and the lights are on, you're in charge. Uh, and if you're not in charge, bad things are going to happen. Uh, but we have confidence here in our teachers, uh, certainly that they're going to be able to meet that challenge. But I, I don't think we stress enough uh, – and we don't give teachers enough credit, and then I don't say we collectively. I'm personally, it's just something I can improve at, and I, I know I'm not alone. Uh, but you are a leader, and that's something you should be extremely proud of. You're an educator. That's another thing that's uh, highly prideful. Uh, 
You got to move away from that just a teacher thing. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, because we're professionals, mm-hmm. and you know, professionals lead. We want our students to be leaders, and just like anything else, we've already talked a lot about modeling. Uh, it was you know done for us relative to our curriculum department, and it was awesome. Uh, and and your your training or, or teaching or, or guiding. Uh, the future leaders, uh, and in whatever capacity of, of leadership these students that you're dealing with on a daily basis are going to involve themselves, you're a model. Uh, so you be the best model that you possibly can be uh, inside that classroom and go beyond the classroom. Uh, and mo- many of you do, uh, and, and, and a lot of you do way more than, than than you would think humanly possible. <laughs> uh, but the only thing I would ask and the only thing that I, I, I we all would like to see for your sake and for the kids' sake and everybody's sake is that we distribute that, that leadership outside of your classroom uh, evenly among the entire staff because this is, you know, this is a, we, we all have our own shared, little, shared, we have our own shared, little worlds, yeah. but they're our world. It's a system that, that needs everybody to take part in it. Uh, but leadership is critical, and you are a leader. So prepare yourself uh, to to be the best you can be. It's way too way too hard of work to be doing it alone. And Absolutely, it makes me think of uh, you know that uh, that professional football player, that professional basketball player that says, "Well, I'm not a I'm not a role model. I don't want to be a role model." Well, by God, you're a role model, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Whether you want to be or not, good or know? bad, you're oh, going to yeah. be a role model. That's yeah. it. Indeed. So um, yeah, that's awesome. So my my top tip. So. Uh, really, really, it's a it's a tip to avoid. So, avoid giving getting mired down in the minutia up front, right? So we have we have plenty of time to, uh, you know, to to teach kids the content right up the front, you know. Um, but the biggest thing, and we're going to get to this in a little bit about building relationships, uh, that that I would say is to spend the time now, invest the time now, in uh, allowing kids to know who you are. Um, as a as a teacher, as a person, as a human being, um, uh, and and that t- that that time is going to be well spent, and uh, and it's going to pay dividends down the road when they when uh, when you need that um, when you need to cash in a little bit of that uh, that investment that you made, and you know uh, maybe you're having a bad day or things aren't going well. Kids kids are resilient; they'll give you a break, you know, mm-hmm. when uh, when when you need it. Um, uh, you know, I. I uh, I can remember many times in my professional career where I where I didn't do that. I, I just wanted to get down to the business. I wanted to get the work done. I wanted to get the content in, um, and didn't spend the time really getting to uh, know kids, but also for them to know me up front. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's so important uh, right at the front. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, we we can always overcome this, but you only get one chance to make that first impression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kids are going. Kids are way way smarter and way more receptive than sometimes we give them credit for absolutely and uh you know they'll uh they'll pick up on it right away the kind of teacher you are so uh hard so to run a rat by them right so uh, no doubt well and the other thing that you you know alluded to is uh not necessarily just come, but we make mistakes uh and and, and your, your students are going to make mistakes and we're going to hit on relationships here pretty pretty hard in just a minute but uh Brother Chris just mentioned something that was critical, uh, alluding to, you know, withdrawals, deposits, you know, and it's it's that emotional bank account that Stephen Covey talks about in The Seven Habits Highly Effective mm-hmm. People. Uh, the more positive uh, deposits that you make, 
you know, the, the, the better life's going to be for you and those students. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes because you're human. Right. Uh, that, that's expected. Uh, you know, as the adult and the leader in the room, just don't make a habit out of it. Uh, don't make the same ones. Well, you know, when we, uh, we kind of expect our kids to be vulnerable, you know, and uh, to, to try their best and, you know, volunteer answers when they don't know if they're going to have it right. And what are we doing to demonstrate that level of vulnerability to them, uh, you know, uh, and being human in the way you're describing. So uh, I love that line of thinking. So my top tip really would be uh, also related to relationship building, but really it is uh, learning the kids' names. Uh, I, I think that accountability, you know, one of the things that I've seen that's a really powerful practice is whenever uh, we go into that room and that first day, I say, you know what, by the end of this week, I'm going to know everyone's name in this room. And what, when you speak that publicly, that le- lends that level of accountability to your own self uh, and the kids and lets them understand that you really are devoted and going to risk yourself right in your memory to really learn their names. And so, uh, you know, that's a tough thing and you may not get them all right. But even even if you don't get them right, again, you're you're showing that you're human uh, and yep. that you're fallible. But that's something you care about. Uh, and there's power in that process right up front is showing your vulnerability uh, and your your willingness to really know who they are and know something about them. So I, I would say that'd be my, my sort of power tip uh, that you don't leave the, the end of that first week without at least attempting to learn everybody's name and continue to use that name as you see them throughout the year. Well, and that's an awesome point. I mean, it not only applies to kids, but just consider the fact that, you know, uh, in your organization, it just makes things personal. That's a, if I look at you and I, I know who you are, uh, I do well to learn all my teachers, all my paraprofessionals, right. you know, all my custodians and, mm-hmm. and the folks that are here every day. It's a bit more of a challenge uh, to learn uh, with the, the quantity of students, but then you still try. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but again, it's just that personal touch that just adds so much to it. Absolutely. Because he's actually, he or she is actually talking to me. Uh, and it's not, uh, hey, how's it going? Just, hey, dude. The, just the generic, <laughs> you know, that uh, that, that generic type thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I think back to when I was a band director, I, I will tell you then. And to this day, my kid, my old kids will come back and say, I, I don't know how you learned all those names, you know, but the first week of summer band and, and Lord bless you guys that are out there right now sweating oh, in the heat oh, because that's happening right now. Um, but, uh, you know my staff was really doing the teaching and, and literally all I was doing is going around learning people's names. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the first week, my goal was to learn, uh, every, every name on that marching field. And, uh, that and seating chart is a them. huge friend for the classroom <laughs> teacher. That's for sure. <laughs> that's oh, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's so important. That's such a great tip, Mark. Uh, yeah, I, I echo that. So we've been talking about building relationships. So I'm going to ask uh, brother Mark here, what are your keys or what is one, one piece of advice that you would give to any teacher coming in to start 2016, 17 about relationships? Well, you know, the, it's, it's really the simple things that matter as we kind of invest in one another. I think about really being purposeful and making eye contact with the kids, yeah. uh, you know, engaging them, make sure that they know that you see them, that you know they're there. It's meeting, it's greeting. I mean, it's it's high fives. It's a fist pound. Uh, maybe an occasional shaka if we uh, if we know what that's all about, right? Uh, so I just Go think Google it's a, it. it's it's a lot of nonverbal, honestly, uh, as well. It's just kind of your body language and, and your presence. Uh, and I think for us as as administrators, 
you know, that's the the key thing for us to be out and about and be visible yeah. and to be consciously engaging with the public and not just the teachers, right? It's also uh, the kids. And so it's every, every moment that you're out there, you're making sure that you're trying to reach that eye contact with them uh, and make sure that, you know, you see them. I see you. I notice you. I, I appreciate that you're here. And so we can do that in some very simple kinds of ways. So I think that's one of the my things that I really work hard at. And when I see other people doing it, I just see, I could see how it affects the climate of the school. It's really, really powerful. I'm going to follow up with a question about that, Mark, with you, because I know that you, you know, something that you always say is, you know, what's good for kids is just good for people, right? Mm-hmm. And what's good for teachers is just good for people. That's, our, that's exactly um, but right. But do you, do you approach building those relationships, like right off the bat, new person, new people, new adult, new child, differently, depending on what role they're in? Well, you know, I, I think you, you know, it helps to know the people a little bit and know what it is that they like or what they respond to. Yeah. But I'm pretty much, you know, going to be working on that eye contact and a smile and a handshake and, you know, with everybody, right? I mean, so I'm trying to seek to understand what they like the best, but I'm going to really pretty much do it the same way with everybody. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so critical, and, and we've touched on it, is you know relationships they they've got to start first first thing uh one of the things that uh we were doing here until uh, I did some critical reading here uh this past summer and I heard some reinforcement from some of the folks that you you all know out there in the in the pod twitter world uh uh Joe Sanfilippo, Jimmy Casas I mean they will talk uh, overwhelmingly about how critical this this practice of building relationships is, so much so that one of the examples that uh, Joe Sanfilippo came, gave us when he came here last week, he was with us, and we're very, very thankful to have him, uh, was the positive phone calls uh, and the power of positive phone calls and the goals that, you know, educators need to set uh, – in order to, to make X amount. Uh, and I, one of the examples that he gave was, you know, make a hundred positive phone calls on the hundredth day of school that was awesome. uh, for teachers. You know, one of the things that I always suggest and going back to Covey's emotional bank account is before you make that negative phone call, at least have made one positive phone call, mm-hmm. if not more. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that just doesn't have to apply to, to, to the teachers, but let your, let your administrators know how well a student who had been struggling the previous year uh, has been doing the first few weeks of school or the first week of school for that matter. Uh, and and one, one of the presenters even suggested going so far as creating a Google Doc and having teachers upload information to administrators so that they can be a part of making these positive phone calls because there's nothing more enjoyable uh, as a human being than calling somebody with good news about their child. Me. Yeah, that's uh, fine. And especially a child that is a known struggler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you not only do good for the, for the parents, but, you know, I do it with the child sitting in my office, put them on speakerphone, mm-hmm. and I make sure that I suggest, this is probably stepping over the line a little bit, but, you know, suggesting to the parent, hey, why don't you take this kid out for ice cream? This this is good. Same thing, this is good enough for a free that. meal yeah. or something, or yeah. a chocolate moon pie. Hook them up, right? Something. Hook them up. <laughs> Got to get something out of this, you so know. I'm, but it, it's just awesome. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm in that AP role right now where I do the discipline all day long, right? And 
two things. Hey, when you send that, you know, you know, when you have to make that phone call home, it's it's uh, if you've been able to do that positive phone call before, it sure does help help with uh, you know with 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 including the the parent on how we're going to be offering interventions for the kid, right? Uh, but then also, you know, making those positive phone calls home, man, at the end of the day of, of you know, working on the on the on the tough side mm-hmm. of helping kids, mm-hmm. you need that just to help oh, with, yeah. you know, you up help too, heal right? you yeah. with humanity. Right. right? Um, Feel better going home. It, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, so it's also like it's, it's, it's about building trust uh, because there's a, there are a lot of uh, parents of our students that have had negative experiences. We all know this. Absolutely. Uh, what they do and, now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the bridge that we're attempting to build, uh, the, the wall has already started, and we're trying to break it down and, you know, create a bridge. And, you know, that's one good way to do it. Uh, you, you just you reach out to them, and you make that, uh, that effort. Yeah, and, uh, say, and you're recognizing the whole child. Absolutely. I mean, the, the full child. Absolutely. There's more to your child than, than how he or she yeah. has behaved for the last decade. That's it. Uh, <laughs> today's a new day, and right. we're going to start over. So here's how I'm going to be more purposeful this year about building relationships. I think I kind of do this inherently, um, but I, I really, I'm going to make more of an effort, um, and uh, I, challenge, I challenge you all to do the same thing. When somebody asks you to do something, Whatever it is, instead of how can I get somebody else to do this or or mm-hmm. delegate this out, mm-hmm. go, you know, the first thought being how can I complete this task for this person? How can I own it? How yeah. can I own this? Right, and and that's a little bit different than you know um, you know taking somebody's monkey. You know we you know right. we don't want to do that all the time because <laughs> you get bogged down. And I get that, but how can I own the work that this person is genuinely asking me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, it uh, it just makes. It just makes a, a difference, uh, you know, such a big difference. You know, you're talking about those those deposits into the bank. I mean, that, that Goodwill uh, bank is big. You know, if you're able to do those things to those people when they need you to do them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm certainly going to be more purposeful for, about that. I, I do need your phone number, Chris, because you're going to get a lot of stuff from me to do this year. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that, yeah. uh, oh, that information man. there. But seriously, I mean, r- right on, dead on. And it's just, you know, there's no... There's no end to the ways that you can open up and build relationships. Uh, Brother Chris hit on it. You know, be human. Uh, mm-hmm. Let them know who you are. Uh, let them know that you actually shop. Uh, <laughs> you know, that you actually, you know, you, you do things that normal people do. And the other thing that's critical, uh, that I, it's, it's a lot easier for a, a secondary teacher than it is necessarily for an elementary teacher because there's so many extracurricular activities going on from 6th through 12th grade or 7th through 12th grade. 6th, we've got fine arts and stuff. Be present. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my biggest pet peeve for myself is to make as many uh, activities that are going on in my building as I possibly can. Uh, do I make them all? Heavens no. It's impossible. Uh, but I make the important ones and, and the, the one, what I consider to be the important ones are the ones I make, uh, mm-hmm. because it, it just, that just opens up another, uh, I guess, realm of relationship building. And, and I, we've got a lot of teachers in the district and I'm sure you both have, you gentlemen have them on your campus and you out there may be those teachers that just want to be a part of those kids lives beyond school. And, 
there is nothing that will do more to, to, to build that emotional bank account than just being there, showing up. I, I mentor a few kids. I've watched, you know, these kids grow up. Uh, and I'll go to certain events, say a band or orchestra. They may not be first chair. They may not be first string. They may not, they may not hit the field or the court, but they see me there. It matters. Uh, and the next time we have a conversation, it's a, it's as pleasant as as it could possibly be. And it's it's just so so. I encourage you to extend beyond the school building when possible. Yeah, and I, I just think about you know two levels of being seen. Right, one is. Uh, being seen at events and, and around and that visibility, but also just the the true nature of being seen as who you are as a human being and yeah. just remembering yeah. that that uh, there's two levels of that. Sometimes, you know, you are out there and about and you are just being seen in terms of visibility. But in the more interpersonal relationships, when you're in the conversation with people, being there in the moment uh, and being seen uh, as, a, as a human being, it's a really, really important thing. It's like the the fish philosophy, right? Be here now, you know, right. not just present, but being here in this moment. Uh, in this moment. Um, awesome! Wow, thirty minutes has already passed by quickly. So one last question. Hope to to uh, end with this one every time because it's important for us to to grow as professionals uh, uh, to uh, to develop ourselves as well. So last question: What are you reading right now? What are you uh, reading either for fun, either for or, or for growth? Uh, what are you reading that um, is of interest to you? I am enjoying the heck out of Hacking Leadership by Joe Sanfilippo and Tony Saninas. Hope I didn't butcher your name there, Tony. Uh, but I've only read a couple of chapters, and I'm just overwhelmed with the simple, uh, simple things that we can do to better ourselves yeah. and to better our schools, performance, you name it. So that, that's that's what I'm working on at the moment. I've got that on my my list of things to read as well, uh, Brother LeBlanc. So right now, my the book I'm really uh, diving into is called The End of Average by Todd Rose. And uh, this is really a hard look at how we misuse this measurement that, that we call average. And it's just an awesome, it's full of all kinds of rich examples of how there really is no such thing as average. There's no average male. There's no average female, physically speaking. And certainly uh, when we talk about mental capacity or whatever you want to, yeah. Uh, and just really kind of digging into how we misuse this because it's such a simple thing. We can easily calculate it. And we assume that now we're using this piece of data, this piece of information that's really telling about you know a grade or some kind of measurement about an individual. But the reality is that the average does not do a good job of representing what people are, their anyway, achievement level yeah, in any yeah. way, shape or form, whether it's physically, their mental aptitudes and their ability. And it's just reaffirming a lot of what, what I have known for a while, but also giving me a different look at how we misuse average and that measurement uh, of average in our society. That's awesome. Pass me that one. I like, that sounds like a good book. Me too. I will. Yes, sir. So, uh, so mine's a, a fun one right now. I'm, I'm reading out the Alexander Hamilton biography by Ron Chernow. It's a, a newer, I think it came out in about 2010, a newer biography, but it's what the, uh, the Hamilton musical is based off of. You guys have heard of that. Uh, came out a couple of years ago, but just taking Broadway by storm. But it's a it's an incredible look at um, Alexander Hamilton's life and and um, uh, through some some really uh, innovative lenses or really just with new information than what the last few uh, biographies have been about. So it's uh, it's really great to kind of get back into our roots as an American uh, society and, and kind of where that that's come from. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, so. 
Well, guys, it's been a really uh, a lot of fun uh, getting to chat with you guys. Um, those of you who uh, have, have listened uh, to the podcast, thank you for doing so. We're really excited mm-hmm. to, to be starting this work and, and sharing with you. Um, tell you a little about what our, our vision is that we're uh, going to continue to share on some of these topics. And really, these are topics for, for anyone who's in the ed space, right? Um, you know, people who are um, in the classroom, people who are in the administrative offices, people who are in the central offices, um, you know, in all of those spaces, we hope to, to bring in some, some guests along the way that can share and kind of pull back the curtain as to what it means to be in all these different spaces in education. So, um, so that's the goal. Um, if you, if you like the podcast, uh, shoot us a tweet on, at hashtag lead up Katie, let us know what you think. If you think of any, uh, topics you'd like for us to cover, then, uh, you can share those as well. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, to being back with you at a future time. Appreciate it, man. Thank y'all yeah. very much for listening. Yeah, appreciate it, guys, and uh, and and I just am uh, really appreciating the the level of uh, leaning into the discomfort. This is always a little strange, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you do something like this, this new thing that we have never done before, uh, and I couldn't be happier to be doing it with you two gentlemen. So thank you. Ditto. You bet. That's a wrap for our podcast today. Lead up, Katie Cast. See you next time.